Well, greetings all of our Facebook family and friends and our YouTube family, our Charisma family. We pray the blessing of the Lord over all of you watching. We're praying that God's goodness and mercy would abound. We are in the week of Christmas where around the world we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus. And we're so excited for what the Lord has done and is yet about to do. I'm going to give you just a minute before we get into the word and I bring on our special guest for today, all the way from South Africa, we've got an apostle uh, waiting to bring the word of the Lord and share. He'll be with us at the raising of the altar. We are in anticipation now for uh, the end of the year raising the altar. We've got just about nine days until that commences. It's going to be phenomenal. The move of God is going to be glorious. But I'm going to ask you, if you would, to do the work of the evangelist. What that means, I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to ask you to those that are watching, and I know some of you are watching on the line, to hit hit that share button. And as you do, make sure you're, you've subscribed and that you're uh, following us either on YouTube and or Facebook and we're praying that God's word would go forth in a mighty way. I'm going to ask you to help us get the word of the Lord out. And as we're doing so, we're believing for God to great, greater increase and impact of the word of the Lord. So if you can hit that share button, hit that like button, we're going to believe that God is going to add a more increase to the word of the Lord as it goes forth, that it be effectual. The Bible says the gospel of the kingdom must be preached into all the world and then the end will come. So I'm doing the same if you'll go ahead and tag us, uh, let us be a part of what uh, the Lord is doing in your region. We believe God is going to minister mightily today in a great and awesome way. So be sure to save, be sure to like. As you're coming in, I'm going to ask you to let us know where you're watching from. The Lord bless you, Sister Melissa, Sister Eunice, the Lord bless you, Sister. Uh, so good to see those of you on joining from different locations of the world. Uh, we're glad you're with us. And we believe God is going to speak tremendously today in a mighty, mighty way. So thank you for joining in wherever you're watching from. Please let us know where you're watching from. Uh, without any further delay, I'm going to prepare to invite. He is an apostle of God from the nation of South Africa. Uh, Secunda is where his ministry is. I've known the apostle. This is our third year I met him through a mutual friend and brother of ours, Apostle Phil Vermellon, uh, but he is a, a man of God. He is the senior overseer of Eternal Praise City in Secunda. Him and his wife, Prophetess Jackie, are the overseers there, their business, their kingdom men and women. They've got uh, phenomenal children who are serving God, who are doing the work of ministry, but most of all, his integrity, his consistency, his character has stood out, uh, and his grace to teach and preach is also phenomenal. He'll be one of the speakers for Raising the Altar. He's coming uh, for his first time to the United States, to California. I'm going to ask you to welcome with me to the podcast, Apostle Howard Pios. Welcome, Apostle. Evening, Apostle. Uh, well, evening this side in South Africa. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, good evening to all the viewers. Um, well, good afternoon. Um, I'm, I'm still a bit mixed up with the times, but uh, bless the Lord. And yeah, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to be part of uh, Raising the Altars next weekend in uh, Riverside, California. Uh, as you said, it'll be my first time. So uh, we're looking forward to a glorious time in the Lord's presence. Amen. 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 As Apostle mentioned, he is burning the midnight hour. It's nearly midnight there, 1230 uh, there it is 1.30 here in the afternoon. So Apostle is in the future. Praise the Lord. He's 10 hours ahead, uh, and but he's getting ready to bring the word of the Lord. And we're going to talk together about 
uh, the raising of the altar and liberty that comes from an altar. It's going to be phenomenal. So I'm going to ask you again to share, to like, let us know where you're watching from. Good to see you, Eddie Hernandez, Crystal. So good to see you. Welcome to the podcast. We're believing God is going to speak tremendously tonight and that there will be a move of God on the podcast. We don't only get on just to speak about the word of God, though we do. We believe that that, that miracles and signs and wonders can go through airways. There's no distance or time in the spirit. So if you've got a prayer request, be sure to put that on the podcast. I'm going to ask you one more time to share the podcast, like the podcast, let somebody know we're on, and we're going to get right to the word of the Lord. So I'm going to start with a word of prayer. I'm going to open with the reading of the word. Then we're going to go back and forth into the, the teaching and inspiration of God's word concerning freedom that comes from altars, believing that one of our jobs is to create spaces of encounters with God that produces freedom and healing and deliverance for people, places, regions, and nations. So we'll talk about that, and then we're going to pray together for you and believe God to touch you at the end of this podcast. So let's start with a brief word of prayer. I want to get right into the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you we ask for your anointing to settle upon this uh, these airways that right now as we are joined in California in the United States and we are joined in Secunda, South Africa, I thank you that there is a bridge going forth in the spirit, that as we, your messengers, come to speak your word, open up ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to discern. I pray miracles and signs and wonders would accompany the teaching and communication of your word. Grant us wisdom and revelation. Speak through us. Let your power prevail and let your fire fall on every hearer today. I ask you for this to be done. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we all say amen and amen. 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 Thank you for that agreement. I see our good uh, friend and one of your sons in the, the ministry, Prophet Lauren, is on. The Lord bless you, Prophet Amen. Lauren. Amen. Amen. Uh, he's, he, I know him well, very anointed, and soon I'm sure he'll be in the States as well. Uh, uh, Brother Lewis or Ashwin, so good to see you. Thank you for being with us. We are grateful. We're going to get straight to the word. We're going to start with the book of Romans, chapter uh, number uh, 8, verse 21. That's our key verse. And uh, see, see, Cape Town is being represented, one of our favorite places in South Africa. Cape Town is beautiful by the water. But I'm going to start with Romans chapter 8, verse 21. Then we're going to the book of 1 Kings 18.30. But Romans 8.21 is the key verse for this podcast. And again, our topic will be the freedom that comes at an altar. One of our jobs as sons and daughters of the kingdom of God is to release Jesus into places, people, and regions. And when the son manifests, he brings freedom. He brings healing. He brings deliverance. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He who the son makes free shall be free indeed. But here's what Romans 8.21 says, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Creation has a being, and that being, according to Romans 8, is under groaning and travailing, waiting for the sons and daughters of God to manifest. Creation will be set free. God wants to set free people. 
He wants to bring deliverance over families and homes, but also cities and territories and spheres, educational spheres, business spheres. God wants to bring freedom from the bondage of corruption. Now, again, corruption is not just perversion. It's not just wickedness. It is wickedness in authority. It's when there are those in authority and we found wherever we travel, whether it's UK, London, whether it's uh, South Africa, whether it's Mexico, whether it's the United States, we have a problem that leaders in nations, in government, are, are moving from corruption. They're using that power for themselves instead of the good of the people. And when this happens, it is a, a, a slight against the kingdom of God. And the answer is the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. When Joseph shows up, he brings order to Babylon when uh, or order to Egypt. When Daniel shows up, he brings order to Babylon. When Esther shows up, he, he inf she infiltrates the Assyrian system. And now there's a change in the culture. When Moses shows up, there is righteousness and freedom for Israel in instead of bond, bondage and slavery for Israel. I'm going to read one more verse, then I'm going to pass it to Apostle, and we're going to go back and forth. It's found in 1 Kings 18 and verse number 30. Again, those that, that consistently watch this, bless you, Sister Gloria, bless you, Pastor Adrian, the Lord, Adrian, the Lord bless you. Uh, 1 Kings 18, 30, this is a time where Israel is backslidden. Uh, Ahab in 1 Kings 18 is under the influence of Jezebel, and she has raised up altars to Baal and torn down the altars of Jehovah. Now there's been no rain for three and a half years. The, the earth or the land is under darth or great famine. So people are dying because of no food, because of no rain. They're in an agricultural system. The Bible says there's a great famine in the land. And the, the, the land is in chaos, in turmoil. And God commands a man of God to gather stones, living stones, and to raise up an altar so that he would send the fire of God into the earth and the nation would turn back to the Lord. So I'll read 1 Kings 18.30. Elijah said to the people, come near. And all the people came and he healed or repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell, consumed the, the burnt offering, the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, licked up the water. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is our God. Now the nation in one encounter is now returning to the Lord. And now fire is in there. This is the premise of what we believe altars can do. They are invitations for deity to touch humanity. When an altar of Jezebel or Baal is raised, now Baal has dominion. Baal has access and the altars of Jehovah are torn down. There's a blockage, but I believe We've been mandated, we've been commissioned, and we've been appointed to raise up an altar for our generation. Go ahead, Apostle. Amen, amen. Uh, um, just going back to Romans chapter 8, you know, when it when it speaks about the fact that the, all of creation is groaning. There's, there's, there's literally a groaning, there's a pregnancy waiting. And it talks about, um, if, if you look at the message that, you know, th th there's actually a holding back that takes place. Because we're waiting for this liberation to take place. Jesus says that I have come that you might have, uh, um, you know, 
that you might be free and free indeed. And I always think back to a story that we had locally here in South Africa a number of years back where a very notorious criminal, uh, you know, escaped from one of the prisons. Wow. And, and you, uh, um, you, you, you remember the story, we remember the story so vividly. Um, it actually, he escaped uh, from a prison and he was uh, remanded to uh, my, my hometown. Mm. But the story mm. is that he, he wow. may have escaped and he was free. But during that time, kept on looking, you know, over his shoulder until he was rearrested because he was not free indeed. Mm. And what Christ mm. brings to us in the raising of the altar is that we can truly be liberated. Now, it's interesting, Apostle, that mm. when we talk about the corruption that we see, you know, uh, in the governments around the nation in, in, in South Africa, this is this is something that is, is spoken about openly across media. Uh, there's commissions that are, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, put forward commissions of inquiry to to uh, look into corruption, all of these. kind. Of, it, it, but it does. It, it doesn't stop it. Mm. And I'm reminded of the story of Gideon, where Gideon finds himself busy threshing wheat. Uh, uh, you know, in a wine press, yeah. and we find this dysfunction uh, not not just within our nations, but also within the church, because we have allowed the dysfunction to become our normal. Come on, uh, the dysfunction is brought on, you know, by by the very corruption. When we look at corruption, it's not just got to do with with people being crooked, but it it, it speaks of dysfunction of mm. things mm. you. Uh, in, in, in the way that it's meant to, um, when we talk about the anointing, the glory being misused and power and authority being misused. And, and so we find Gideon mm -hmm. in a time when the Midianites were busy attacking, were yeah. busy uh, raiding, were busy stealing their food. Mm -hmm. And so they did not have peace at the time. And he has an encounter uh, with the Lord where he raises an altar and he calls it Jehovah Shalom. And I believe this season, Apostle, that um, as we, we, we are looking uh, for the Lord to, to begin to eradicate this corruption, we need to begin to name the altars after what it is we're looking for. Come on. Mm. Gideon mm. had a lack of peace and he calls the altar Jehovah Shalom. Sarabande. We find that Abraham raises an altar when God meets a need that he has and he calls him God the provider. He raises an altar to that. And as we begin in this season to call upon the God who takes uh, the corruptible and makes it incorruptible, then I believe that we will begin to, as we use the authority that the altar gives, we will begin to see a transformation. But interesting, when, 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 you, when you speak of Elijah mm -hmm. and the altar that he repaired, Wow. Now, 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 now we need to go and, 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 and find ourselves in a place where we can repair. Yeah. And we can rebuild. Mm. And too often we, 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 uh, unfortunately as the church, we, 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 we are the hope of the world, but sometimes we, we look forlorn. Yeah. Uh, but, but Elijah comes and he gives us a pattern, I believe, of how to begin to, to restore that which God had intended from the very beginning. Come on. Because. In, in, in Romans, where it talks about the earth is, is, is groaning, there is a waiting for a restoration of mm -hmm. righteousness. Come on. So what Elijah does, in the middle of a drought, yeah. in the middle of a famine, mm -hmm. the thing that they did not have was water. Mm. But when, when the altar is repaired, he, he gives instruction to the Israelites and says, 
take pitchers of water and begin to throw it over the altar so that it runs into the in, into the into the the trench yeah we're we're looking for corruption to be eradicated the thing we do not have is righteousness come on and i believe now is more than ever the time for us as the church to arise in righteousness, for our voices of authority to rise in righteousness, to begin to speak the righteousness of God, to begin to speak the truth and lay that on the altar. Because here we see a pattern Come on. Where, where Elijah, that which they do not have, he lays it on the altar. He lays water on the altar. For three years, there's been no rain. And he Come begins on. to lay that which they do not do not have on the altar. And he calls upon the God who answers by fire. Mm. And I believe in this season that um, as we begin to call upon that very same God, he is immutable, unchangeable. As we begin to call on the God who answers by fire, we will begin to see a change. We will begin to see supernatural change mm. taking place. Mm in our governments, in our places of authority, Sadly, in the government, over our nations, whether all across the globe, I believe that when the church begins to arise and take its authority, as the altars are being raised globally, we mm -hmm. will see this thing. Over to you, Apostle. Mm -mm -mm. Apostle, um, amazing. Uh, one of the things that stood out, let me greet also Pastor Lorraine from Fresno. So good to see you. Pastora, uh, also see Pastor Ann Vermillion. Uh, blessings to you, woman of God, all the way from London. We love him and pray blessing over you in my church, London, and Apostle Phil. But we're so excited. Apostle mentioned something about naming the altar. And uh, I believe that this is a vital part of what you see biblically in Scripture, that they would raise up a place of meeting. Again, the word altar is sacrifice. So we know that we say, well, that's Old Testament. The New Testament had the ultimate altar uh, which was called, uh, which was raised on Golgotha. The Amen. ultimate sacrifice was the Lamb of God, Jesus, who was slain and took our place and gave us righteousness and life. And so there's the, the ultimate altar, the greatest of all altars, I believe, was 2,000 years ago at Golgotha on the cross. The Lamb of God was slain for us. So let me encourage you, New Testament, we are that living altar. And we need Amen. to be repaired. I mean, let me make it clear. God is trying to heal us. That word repair is the word Rafa. It means to heal. God needs to heal us so we can work through us. And I want to encourage you listening. God wants you to name as apostle. Mention, name that altar. And this is one of the, the scriptures we're using for the month or, or we're in the, for the month of December is out of Isaiah 61 verse 2 that we are to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of justice and vengeance of our God to comfort those that mourn. And the word proclaim means to give a name. We are to name things. The, the job of naming has been given to humanity, mankind. In the book of Genesis, the Bible says God made the, the animals, made them great and small. He fashioned them. He created them. He, he, he formed them. But then he brought them to Adam to see what Adam would name them. And whatever Amen. Adam named them, that was their name. So I believe that as we, we are building these living stones, as we're coming together to see a contending and a change by the fire of God coming. Also, Apostle mentioned one thing that the altar requires is sacrifice. 
and there were 12 barrels. The Bible says barrels of water, gallons of gallons of gallons of water. In famine, a cup of water is is very valuable. When when the yeah. when the drought gets very heavy here, Apostle, what they'll do in California. When they're short on water, they put restrictions on watering your lawn, washing your car. So if they catch you watering your lawn, they'll send you fines. They'll because you're you're in water preservation, so you're very careful with every drop. But as you mentioned, there was a trench that was built, space that was made. Imagine digging a hole to put water in in a famine. Imagine creating space in the earth for you to put your seed, put your sacrifice. We're not just talking about an offering. We're talking about a living sacrifice that when God accepted it, the fire fell and all of the people turned to the Lord and what the glory of God does, it exposes the motives, the heart. What God showed me, he said, when you build an altar, the altar Wherever you build it will speak and it will reveal the intents, the motives. It will heal. It will draw. It will repel. The, it'll be clear at the altar. And sometimes we're, we're looking for God's word, God's direction. Should we do this? Should we do that? And I found this will be our 25th altar in, uh, in the last two years, our second year anniversary. We begun two years ago on, on, uh, on December 31, that weekend of, of New Year's celebration. And I found that when we get to the raising of altars, things become clear. Things are, uh, answers come. Um, miracles come, restoration comes, uh, re revelation comes, things that we didn't know. Because one thing when fire does, the first thing that, that comes to mind is illumination. When fire falls, the Bible says that at night, the glory of God was fire. And at day, it was a cloud. And one thing fire does at night is it illuminates. Uh, number two, it it warms. It creates a warmth. It creates a, a warming. I want to encourage you that are listening. I'm encouraging myself. Wounds and hurts and pains can make our hearts hard and make us feel cold. The Bible says in the last day, because iniquity will abound, the hearts of men will wax cold. That means we can no longer feel the warmth of God's fire, the warmth of God's presence, the warmth of God's anointing. But I declare as you're listening, as you're watching, you are going to name your altar. What Amen. is needed in your life? I need God to heal. I need him to be the Lord that saves. I need him to be the Lord that delivers. I need him to be the Lord. And you build an altar and we heard it. We see it that in the Bible, they would name these altars and the fire of God would come. And that part of God's nature would be revealed. They would name the altar their encounter. And as they did this, they would see that part of God because the Lord showed me this apostle. The Lord has sections, parts, uh, dimensions. There are dimensions of God. There's a healing part. There's a provision part. There's a peace part. There's a, a war part. God has realms and the names of God gives you access to the dimensions of God. When that name is revealed, you can access the healing part of the Lord, the provision yes, part. And I believe as we're raising altars, we're going to see these, these manifestations as we name. Go ahead, Apostle. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by, by how uh, Elijah... Um, had to repair the altar. Mm -hmm. um, I, I and I, I, I want to I want to say that um, it's imperative that when we are raising the altar, we come with clean hearts and clean hands. Yes. Um, Elijah, as the 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 Jesus. apostle prophet, uh, uh, comes as the representative of God. 
um, you know, to stand between God and the people mm. and to, to restore them. But mm. in restoring the altar, there's also a restoration of Come the on. people. Come on. And I believe that we, we, we know that in Christ we have the complete altar. Mm -hmm. But it's up to us, it's up to you and I to make sure that every stone in our lives that may be removed from the altar needs to be restored. There might be somebody tonight sitting on this broadcast uh, that there's, there, there, there's an area in your life, relationships in your life that are not in good standing. And God would want you to have to bring restoration to that. It may be that you have disappointment and hurt. God would want to bring restoration to that. The, the fact that it requires for all of the stones to be placed back yeah. to bring a complete and mm. repaired altar Come on. is an indication to us that, number one, we cannot raise these altars in singularity as individuals. Come on. God had always intended for a family setup. Mm. Um, uh, um, this is why he uses living stones from from the very beginning. He, he gives instruction to Moses, says, you, you will build me an altar uh, uh, of earth. But if you build it from stone, you know, ju just use uh, uh, unhewn stone, Come stones on. that have been cut so they can fit in. Uh, but but just as they are, and this is an indication to us that, you know, we, we, we need to, we, we sometimes want to just gravitate towards people who, who just like us and accept us and are just like us. But 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 God has made us individual people. And sometimes we get offended Come because on. somebody doesn't act like me, doesn't dress mm. like me, mm. praise like me. Um, I've, I've, I've had to, to repent so many times, Apostle, uh, you know, yeah. because I, I would criticize someone because their, their, yeah. their worship style is not like mine. But, but that's stone that needs to come to the altar come and on. god wants to bring a wholeness back to the altar mm. and so even as an elijah comes to restore the altar there is a restorative uh, characteristic to altars that brings people back together mm. that turns the, it must turn them back to god i want to say to someone you've got you've got family members that are mm. not mm. you know in place where they are worshiping with you they are far from god but it is god's desire it is his intention that as the altars are raised as the altars are repaired that he would draw all men nigh unto him he says if i be lifted up if i be lifted up his name is lifted up at an altar he come says, on i will draw all men nigh unto me and so i want to encourage you tonight that don't just raise up the altar for your your own personal, uh, uh, um, you know, agenda, but raise up the altar in your family, in your workplace, wherever it might be. Raise it up for the restoration of the people around you unto God, so yes. that even the corruption they might find themselves in can be eradicated. Apostle, over to you. Mm, phenomenal, phenomenal, Apostle. Uh, the Bible says, who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord, the hill of God, those with clean hands and a pure heart, who've not lifted their soul to vanity nor sworn deceitfully. And I'm going to encourage, even as Apostle was ministering, one of the things we are to do at the altar is be healed uh, again and to forgive and to and to restore. Uh, Apostle mentioned this, and that, that's the word of the Lord. Uh, blessing Sister Ruth, so good to see you. Welcome to the podcast, the Lord bless you, part of the family, Brother Ray, so good to see you. Uh, we believe that one of the things the altar should do is heal us and then connect us 
uh, to the right people around us. And I believe God wants a restoration uh, because we are those living stones. We are those those places. And as Apostle mentioned, unhewn stone, which means not carved by man, but carved by God. Let God. He said, don't don't put a don't put a a, a tool. If you build a, a, an altar, build it of earth. We are that earth. If you build it of stone, build it of unhewn stone where a tool hasn't touched it and defiled it. So I want to encourage you as you're listening. uh, This is a time in the end of the year to examine our hearts. Mm. I'm doing the Mm. same. I'm fasting. I'm going before the Lord to make sure all the stuff inside is at the altar. It's healed. I've forgiven I've asked to forgiven. I get the instruction. I follow the instruction. This is a vital part of going from glory to glory. See, oftentimes, Apostle, I'm seeing this. We will uh, believe for changes in the new year, and we will we will get the word of the Lord for the new year. But we're, we don't go forward at all. We're in 2020. Some some watching are in 2020, going to 2024. And 2023, 2022, 2021, they've gone, they've either stayed at the same place or even reverted because the heart wasn't healthy coming into the new year. Amen. They didn't heal. They didn't forgive. They didn't let go. Then now some are progressing. Some are moving backwards. Some are staying. The Bible says in the ditch. There's a ditch that we can get into. If the blind lead the blind, we fall into a ditch and we don't go forward, we don't go backwards. And so we, I, I'm speaking for myself. I've got to examine my heart. Say, where is my heart? Is it before the Lord? Am, am, I, am, am I wounded? Because as pastors, as leaders, as ministers, as, as husbands, as wives, as friends, as brothers, and in life, when stones come together, there's going to be, uh, if see, it, 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 here, uh, I, I see the picture of uh, we're in the woods, and when you want to light a fire, you, you hit those two stones together, and you can make a spark. And that friction is necessary, but how do we handle the friction? Do we respond correctly? Is our heart in a good posture? That friction is needful, but how we respond to that. So God wants this year, 2024, to actually be a year. I heard this. I heard this loudly. They're going to put this the the, the RTA um, flyer up. It is the year of multiplication. They're going to put up that flyer with all the guests on there. It is uh, uh, the year 2024 is the year of multiplication, that what we are is going to multiply. So let me encourage you. That's good. And for some, that's not very good. Let me say this. What God can only multiply what we are. God doesn't multiply what we want to be. He doesn't multiply what we wish we are. Well, by faith, God's going to multiply the good. No, whatever we are, he he says, what do you have in your hand? I'm going to take that fish and loaf. I'm going to multiply exactly what it is over and over. This is a law. So I'm encouraging you as apostle is speaking this. I'm I'm examining my heart, the year of multiplication and the year and the season to cast our crowns back at the altar. Go back to the private altar. Again, there's three altars. Number one, the private altar. Number two, the family altar. Number three, the corporate altar. Three physical altars we're to build, we're to maintain our private altar and encounter between us and the Lord. Number two, our family altar. That one's hard. 
that deals with relationships in your local family, your, your, your husband, your wife, your brothers, your sister, but then that also extends to those who are your spiritual family. And thirdly, your spiritual, your, your corporate altar, which deals with your local gathering, your local assembly, and they all have effects and they all have responsibilities and they have regions that are touched by that corporate altar. But I want to encourage you listening. There's a QR code. Uh, you can register for free. There is no there is no cost to come, but there are at least four to five different churches coming into one location. It's going to be very, very fiery, very powerful, but very crowded. If you're coming, put your name down. I'm going to give this back to Apostle, but hear me by the Spirit. I want you to be encouraged. It is a year to multiply. It is a year to increase. It is a year that what we are, that is going to grow. And we've got to go before the Lord and like David, and this is what we do yearly. We take time to fast at the end of the year. And then in, in January to examine our hearts, to pray, to forgive, to get direction, to get alignment, because this is actually a year where God must bless the church, must increase yeah. the church, but the church has to come into proper alignment. Go ahead, Apostle. Apostle, if you if you would, I I just want to come back to to the issue of um, the, the water that uh, Elijah uh, commanded the Israelites to fill up the pitchers with, and and um, if you if you if you would just just picture, um, you know, they're on top of a mountain, and geography teaches us that normally this is these are uh, uh, mountain tops are the sources from which you know uh, uh, water flows out of fountains. Mm. Um, to feed rivers uh, so it flows from the top down so they they find water at the top of the mountain wow. but normally you uh, in in a time of famine you would find that further downstream the the stream has trickled out uh, there's not enough water to feed the rest of the stream mm. and 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 so they take the water from the primary source I want to I want to I want to encourage those saints who are trusting and believing God for 2024 mm. that if you are going to place something on the altar take it from a primary source don't 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 give God what is flowing at the bottom end of the the small trickle in the time of famine but 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 throw on the altar mm. what comes from a primary place it must be uh, the, the reason why some of us find ourselves, you know, scripture talks about that there is a river, uh, you know, of living water that's supposed to flow out of our belly. But mm. the reason some of us are, are, are not experiencing that is because we've allowed for a blockage to take place yeah. on that flow. Take it from the primary source. Now, can you imagine if we as the church all come together and mm. we all have taken from the primary source the river that is allowed to flow yeah. and if we allow for that river to flow a whole nation was changed in a day because of what was poured from the primary place on the altar yes. and what elijah then after having sat under the tree sees and mm. he hears in the spirit he hears the sound of the abundance of rain coming in a, in a time of drought. He hears the sound of the abundance of rain coming. I, 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 I want to just declare to someone on this broadcast tonight that if you would determine to put on the altar, not that which is left, mm -hmm. but the thing that you're looking for, place the primary thing, the primary sacrifice on the altar. 
and mm. watch God in 2024 turn it around for you. Because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Fill up what needs to go onto the altar from a primary place. Mm. Not from a place where there is lack, from the primary place. Some of us need to lay down on the altar, you know, relationships that need to be healed. I want to say to you, lay it down from the primary place, not because it's convenient. It needs to be inconvenient Mm. to you if you want to see the restoration that God wants to bring in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Uh, Apostle, I, I was seeing the picture of a mountain as you were speaking and them either bringing water or discovering water there somewhere at the source, as you mentioned, and that being a part of what went before the Lord. And when fire hits water, it it almost evaporates and goes into the heavens as a seed of the clouds. There had been no clouds. And I, I don't know all of the science to clouds. I know clouds require um, evaporation. They do... All this stuff happens. All I know in the spirit, as you were speaking, Apostle, I saw the water, the, and it, it wasn't enough for one barrel of water. They said yeah. we need four barrels of water three times. There was yes. 12 oh. barrels of water and 12 tribes. Every barrel represented a tribe, represented a part of the kingdom. And they needed to sow, not sparingly, but they sowed. We're not getting ready to pick up an offering. I'm talking about your heart, your mind, your fin- your, your, your energy. Yes, it may be your finance, but that's not God. The primary thing is after is our hearts. And when the fire of God came, it, the Bible says, verse uh, number, go back to verse uh, number 38. And the fire of God consumed the burnt offering, the wood. First Kings 1838, the stones, and it the Bible says it licked up the water. Now, I remember uh, for the brief time I was in Bible college, the, the theologians didn't like the, the term that, that the fire or God licking anything, almost like a dog. And they were upset with this terminology, but it means that this fire, this fire w- was thirsty for the sacrifice that was valuable. It was, it was chasing the sacrifice. It was after it. So it didn't want to leave anything left. And when that fire hit the water, a vapor, I could see vapor as you were speaking, Apostle, going up to the heavens and getting the clouds ready. Because you read a little bit later, in it, he goes to the, to the mountain, puts his head between his knees and has to pray one time, two times, three times, four times. The seventh time the servant sees a little cloud the size of a man's hand. And that vapor was a part of going and producing a harvest for the whole nation. I want to encourage you, this thing is not about you, though it feels like it's about you. It's not about your kids and your family. It's about the preservation of your nation, of your generation, of communities, of land of people dying that have no answer. Your sacrifice, your altar that you lay value is going to go into the heavens and produce clouds that are going to bring the sound of the abundance of rain. So good to see you, Pastor Michelle from Florida. God bless you. The sound. Now, it's a sound that releases a vision. It's, it's rain, but it was a sound of rain that released the manifestation of rain. The apostle is prophesying. He can hear that sound. I can hear it with him. I can almost smell the smell 
of rain in the morning. There's a certain smell when it hits earth and it hits asphalt. It hits certain, there's a smell in the morning of rain. I smell that smell in my spirit because God is about to send the rain. One thing the fire does, number one, is it purifies. So I'm going to, I'm going to lay my hand in my heart. We're going to pray in just a few minutes. We're going to teach a little bit more, but I can feel the fire of God increasing. Number one, the fire, it purifies. Number two, the water, it multiplies. There must be purification before there's multiplication. Again, there's got to be purification in us, in my mind, in my thoughts, in my heart. So God can multiply his will. And so I'm not being increased. He is. When I decrease, he, he increases. When I get in the fire, everything dies of my will, of how I would, of how I'd like, of what I think it should be. And now there's nothing left but God. Because when we decrease, he increases. But I saw that water getting ready to, to flood things. Amen. And when water hits earth, apostle, bud, harvest, increase, multiplication, that's coming. But this encounter with the fire is purifying us for his glory. Go ahead. Mm. Amen. I, 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 I love that you mentioned that there were 12 pitchers of water that was that was brought. You know, the number 12 speaks of, of God's perfect government. Um, and and, and it, it, it will take the order of God, the yeah. restoration of order at the altar yeah. for the next steps to happen. And so so we cannot we cannot. Uh, uh, raise up the altar in disorder. Come on. There has to be good order as we raise up the altar. The second thing I just wanted to, uh, as as you were mentioning the, 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 the fact of the water evaporating, as a cloud is formed, mm. the only time, I, I see someone mentioned here that send the rain, the only time the cloud can release the rain is when it reaches, reaches a saturation point. Mm, mm, mm. And that saturation is dependent on how much has been placed on the altar to evaporate so that it can feed the glory cloud. Now, I want to prophesy over someone on this broadcast, and I want to also ask the question prophetically, have your clouds been saturated with what you've placed on the altar? Come on, come on. Are you fully placed on the altar concerning those relationships that need healing, yes. concerning uh, the, the issues that you've been crying to God about, has your glory cloud been saturated with that which you've laid on the altar? Because God does not violate his, his own principles. The, the only time that the water was released was when that cloud was saturated. Yes. So I want, I want to encourage you that mm. you need to begin to saturate that cloud that God is waiting to fill up so that when the correct order is there and you have aligned yourself, he can release that which has already been agreed to in heaven over your life. Amen. 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 We're going to pray in just a moment. Apostle, you're, I do believe you, you mentioned the saturation point. I, I just see, I see vapor. I see water. I see, you know, water taking a different form and it becoming vapor, becoming and going into a cloud and and there's a difference between a, a white cloud and a dark oh, yes. green cloud. You, you, you know, you can look up and, and you can know it, it's about to rain. 
Let me get my, my umbrella. Let me get mm -hmm. the shelter. Because now the white cloud becomes dark and it's literally heavy. As, as That's what you're speaking. And yeah. I believe as some of you are listening under the sound of our voice, we're going to go right into prayer. I'm going to release the apostle to decree uh, what he's hearing to prophesy. Give, give him the freedom. I'm going to come right behind him. But let me encourage you listening. The clouds are heavy. You've been sowing. You've been investing. And here is what I hear. I hear this, this, this mandate. Here is Genesis chapter two. I'm going to read it to you, and I'm, I'm going to I'm, then I'm going to release the apostle in just a moment to pray. The Bible says Genesis two verse six, and there went up a mist from the earth, hmm. and it watered the face of the ground. The Bible says there went a mist from the earth. Verse five says, and five says, and every plant and field was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord had not yet caused it to rain for there was no man to till the ground. So I want you to get this picture that the heavens are ready, that the, that the clouds are black and ready to birth with, with water, with not just a stream, but a tidal wave of glory rivers flowing. And I want you to see God holding the rain until we're ready to receive it. Verse 5 says that there was plants in the ground, there was herbs in the ground, there was, and it had not grown because the man was not in the earth to receive the harvest yet. So what does this tell us? That God is waiting for a man to be in position, a woman to receive the harvest because once the water hits the ground, growth comes. And if the Amen. steward's not in position, it'll be wasted. So I see this by the Spirit. There are small adjustments. We've got them. They're not big. The small little tweaks. We've got to get ready and position ourselves so that we're in the earth, ready for the rain to hit the ground, so we can manage the growth, so we can we can channel the growth, so that if the water floods in and there, as you mentioned, no riverbanks, there's no there's no structure set up. It'll it'll flood and it'll destroy. But if if there's a place to catch it, if there's a way, if there's if there's a, a dam, if there's a place in position that water will funnel through and it will cause a, a stream of resource and, and provision and grow, grow a blessing and growth we've never seen before. Like that backyard is about to grow so rapidly and that 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 harvest is going to grow so rapidly it just requires us to be in position and i see that miss has gone up and you've sown and you've given and you've served and you've sacrificed and there is a i hear a lie of the enemy telling someone on the line someone watching the replay you gave and you're not going to receive you yep. sowed and you're not going to reap you did all this for all these years and he's trying to mock you He's trying to tell you no harvest is coming. But I want to tell you that devil is a liar and the father of lies. You have sown and you will reap. I hear Galatians 6, 9 as apostles getting ready to pray. Do not grow weary in doing well, for you will reap in due season the harvest if you do not faint. You will not faint. You will not pass out. You will not go backwards. You not, will not return to the cave. You will not turn from God. You will reap. And the sign you know it's harvest time, you feel like you're going to faint. You feel like you're overwhelmed. So let me encourage you as apostle begins to pray and release the word of the Lord. I decree that there are those on the line that are going to be strengthened, going to be encouraged, for you must reap the harvest. Go ahead, apostle.
Amen. I, I, I just want to echo that very same. I picked it up also uh, um, across the broadcast apostle that, um, you know, there are those that, that, that literally are uh, at a point where they are hopeless. So even as we begin to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you tonight on this broadcast right now that those who even have come to a place of at the end of this year feeling hopeless, looking back and saying they've sold and they've sold and they cannot see the fruit thereof, Lord God. Thank you that you right now are stretching their capacity. That, Lord God, Father, even as the Israelites has dug a, had dug a trench, Lord God, Father, you are creating room. Thank you, Father God, that there's an expansion taking place right now, Lord God, Father, in their anticipation, in their hope. There's a refreshing Holy Spirit that takes place right now that brings them to a place, Lord God, Father, where hope, Lord God, Father, is not ashamed. And they know full well that, Lord God, you who are the God who answers by fire, will come into that situation right now and bring, Lord God, Father, the rain. Lord God, Father, the rain would fall abundantly, but rain that brings forth fruitfulness. Lord, you you receive glory when we are when we bear much fruit, and so we pray, Lord God, Father, that the fruitfulness of this people, Lord God, would increase. That Father, even as they had sowed and laid everything upon the altar, we shall see a restoration of relationships that have been broken, Lord God, Father, where there has been. Uh, uh, forlornness, Lord God, Father, where there has been loneliness, where there has been heartbreak, Lord God, Father, that the rain would bring, Lord God, a washing away of tears in this season, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, Father, that healing comes right now, not just healing of individuals, but of whole families. I pray right now, Spirit of the living God, that you bring under arrest every situation where there seems to be a split, a breaking up that takes place, Lord God, and that the the holding power, Lord God, Father, that this rain, Lord God, would hedge them in, in the name of Jesus. I pray right now for healing. I pray for salvations to come. I pray, Lord God, Father, in this season that families are reunited and that forgiveness flows forth, Lord God, from those who have been at the altar. That, Lord God, Father, stubbornness and unforgiveness, Lord God, Father, will find no root, Lord God, in their hearts, but that the kindness, the goodness, the lovingness of the Most High God would find its way into our hearts, Lord God, that a purity, Lord God, Father, would be before us as we begin to embrace, Lord God, our brothers and sisters once again in the hope and the knowledge that you are able. You are the God who answers. You answer continually. You have never ceased answering, Lord God. And so we pray tonight in the name of Jesus, that Lord, even as your people lay before the altar, that Lord God, Father, you shall not in the name of Jesus cause them to be ashamed but that you will show yourself strong on their behalf in the name of Jesus. We decree and we release right now, Lord God, Father, a harvest in 2024 in their lives as has never been seen before in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, Father, for turnaround season, that the sound of the abundance of rain shall find a manifestation in every area of their lives where lack right now is reigning in the name of Jesus. That, Father, the famine Lord God, when it comes to relationship, the famine, Lord God, when it comes to progress, the famine, Lord God, when it comes to breakthrough is broken 
in the name of Jesus because an altar has been raised, an altar that speaks the purity of God, that speaks the breakthrough of God, that speaks the shalom of God, that speaks the love of God, an altar that comes and declares that we are the head and, the, and not the tail, that we are above and not beneath, that begins to restore authority into the earth in the name of Jesus. We thank you tonight for that power that comes, Lord God, from you. As you have said, Lord Jesus, when you taught your disciples to pray, our Father who art in heaven, we pray, Lord God, let heaven invade the earth. Let heaven invade the earth, Lord God. That which has been held back, let it be released, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that clouds have now come to a place of saturation and that there is a release, Lord God, that there is a rumbling, there is a mighty sound, Lord God, as there's about to be a bursting in the heavenlies to saturate the earth in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. I just agree with the word of your man of God that... I see the spirit of preservation, Lord. I thank you that you're preserving, uh, you're sustaining, and you're fortifying that which you've ordained and you've purposed, God. Lord, our hearts are open to hear from you, and we just release grace and love. We release patience and mercy. We release the grace of your spirit. I pray over every listening under the sound of my voice, these men and these women that are moving forward. Let them move forward without fear, without worry, without uh, or hurt and wound, but let us be healed. I ask you as living altars, make these stones well. You said we are lively stones built together for an altar of sacrifice to build a habitation for you. That's New Testament. So let these stones be well. Let us be fortified. Let us be unified. Lord, align, appoint, connect God. Fortify and preserve those you've anointed and appointed on this line. We pray, Lord, over those under the sound of my voice that you are strengthening your men and women, your leaders, your your heads, your business owners, your your pastors, your apostles, your prophets, your evangelists, your your teachers, God, your 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 your, your production designers, your 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 music musicians, God, your writers, your script writers, your inventors, God, raise up these men. And strengthen them for they will go forward and they will reap the spoils of generation. And that everything that we're suffering generationally, wounds and hurts and pains and rejections and offenses, God, let us overcome these things by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony because we love not our lives unto death and we're willing to humble ourselves and walk circumspect before you and to obey your voice lead us god direct us and guide us and make it clear what's to come thank you god that we will see that we will hear even over the next 10 and 11 days of this year the next 11 days of of 2023 as we cross over to this next season align a point fortified, redirect, assign what you ordained so these men and women can receive the harvest you have for them. Get our nets ready. Get get our, our positions in order. Strengthen, God, our families, our covenant, our relationships, our ministry family. Do it according to your word, and we will give you glory and honor, and I declare an open heaven over us and our household. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and we agree. Say amen. And amen. And amen. amen. Apostle, what a phenomenal time. I've truly been blessed 
Uh, my heart's been strengthened. I know those listening are sensing the presence of God. Uh, what an amazing gift. Uh, they're going to put this up one more time. This is the flyer for the end of the year. Apostle Howard and Prophetess Jackie will be with us all the way from South Africa. They'll be ministering at the raising of the altar, casting our crowns, casting crowns, raising the altar December 29th through the 34th. Uh, through the 31st, excuse me, uh, out of Re Revelation 4.10, raising the altar in Riverside, California, 29th through the 31st, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We will have Friday night service, 7 p.m., 6.30 prayer begins, 10 a.m. service, Saturday the 30th, 6 p.m., Saturday evening, Sunday uh, midday or noon service, and then we will have our crossover service that will be Sunday night, December 31 at 9 p.m. We'll be taking communion. We'll be breaking bread. It's going to be phenomenal. We've got speakers coming in from different parts of the world. Uh, again, Prophetess Winnie is coming from London. Uh, Apostle Rocky, Apostle Kim uh, will be here from representing California. Also, Apostle uh, Hodge will be with us bringing a word of, an, of a father. Amazing, amazing culmination. We prayed specifically. It's going to be phenomenal. Please be sure if you are coming, they're going to put that registration link up there. Apostle, please take a few minutes. Give them some final words before we dismiss. And we can't wait to see you in the next week or so. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Um, just, just a word of encourage, encouragement for everyone. Um, you know, do not stop uh, laying down at the altar uh, that which ne needs to be laid down. It takes a complete sacrifice to be able to saturate the cloud that God is about to cause to break over your life. And I'm looking forward uh, to seeing some of you in person uh, next week. And um, have an awesome uh, day and the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Apostle. Please send love to Prophetess Jackie and the children and the church. Uh, we can't wait to see you in just about a week or so. He'll be flying in and going to be blessing us. God bless you, Apostle. We will see you bless soon. You. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.